0: Well, hey there, my name is Chris Rivers. I wanna thank you for joining us today. And if this is your first time with us, welcome to the Equip podcast. In each episode, we share discipleship practices to help advance the growth and success of the local church. And in this episode, I speak with Bill White, who serves as one of Grace Church's governing elder and teaching pastors. Bill and I have a discussion around a strategy to help us tie vision to giving 42 times a year. If you're a lead pastor or someone who teaches regularly, I think you'll find this strategy helpful and refreshing. Be sure to check out the show notes for several additional vision piece examples. And if you have any questions or need help implementing this strategy, email me using the email in the show notes and we'll get you started. Okay, let's listen into my interview with Bill White on executing the vision piece. Well, Bill, how are we doing today?
1: I'm doing good, Chris. Good good, man. good to be here.
0: Yeah, I'm glad you're here. It's always nice to sit with you and hear some of the things that you're thinking and reflecting on. And I wanted to get you in here and share with us a little bit about something that we do during our weekend teaching. Sure. And it's uh, I'd love to hear the history behind this vision piece concept. We're going to play a clip here in a bit, but just tell us a little bit about what this is and uh, the history behind it.
1: Sure. It's funny how even the name vision piece, which outside our context would sound so odd, yeah. Um, but it's just something that uh, has become a central part of what we do, and we take it for granted. Uh, The way we arrived at it uh, was really we were at a leadership network event, and um, we were a part of a small learning group that uh, we would meet a couple times a year with leaders from other churches, and they would bring in some experts to speak to us. Yeah. And there was a fellow by the name of Jim Shepard um, from, I think the name of the ministry is Genesis, where they help with fundraising. Okay. And I thought, man, this is going to be cheesy. I don't want to do this. <laughs> and then, But Jim had some great ideas. And one of the things that Jim was talking about, um, and he was talking about connecting vision to giving in okay. the church. And so... I remember he had this image of most of the time when we talk about both giving and vision, we talk about a fire hose approach. So we're gonna have this great vision piece where we have a big event and we bring everybody together and we say these great things that really motivate people and people are gonna get in line and they're gonna mm-hmm. wanna be a part of it and serve and give and so you create this big thing that creates a lot of momentum. And and we we don't like that.
0: Mm-hmm. Don't, why, don't, why don't we like that?
1: You know, I mean, just, I think a lot of it's personality. I don't think it's wrong. Yeah. I, I am suspicious of the effectiveness of that kind of thing yeah. because everybody does it and it doesn't seem like it's yeah. being super effective. Yeah. And I think that a lot of the personality types who are in senior leadership, they like the big thing. They like the hype. They like the, mm-hmm. that's kind of what drew you as the stage. And, and I have some of that in me, but some of that. I had a lot of failure around that as well. And so when I came to Grace and not on staff, it was actually in some ways I was moving towards something different. And mm-hmm. our founding pastor, Matt Williams, doesn't have any of that in him. Yeah. He's he's um, he's all substance and he's not worried about flash. Mm-hmm. And so um, and doesn't love the stage is more of an introvert. So we had this kind of DNA that was not about what can you say, but what can you actually get done. Yeah. And so that made it a little difficult for us to do the big vision hype thing. And so we were never very good at it. And we'd all been working together on it for a number of years. But Jim was talking about not just fire hose, but he was talking about the importance of soaker hose. Okay. And so this idea of irrigation where you just have a drip line, and I'd worked in landscaping. So this made sense to me is you have drip irrigation, which is below the surface. You barely notice it, but it's just continuously supplying a steady stream mm-hmm. of what a plant needs. Yeah. And that idea took hold with us. And so we, we came back and we immediately said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to begin before every sermon, we're going to take about four or five minutes, mm-hmm. and we are going to connect people's giving and serving to act the ways in which the mission of our church is actually moving forward. Okay. And so uh, we started doing that and we began to see immediate dividends on it mm. because we had already noticed that announcements don't work. You can get up and make announcements, you can give people information, it doesn't captivate people. But if you're in a church like our church that places a high priority on teaching and you have the people who are now going to, present an opportunity for you to be a hearer of the word. And before we do that, we're going to take five minutes. So we're going to talk about a concrete way in which we're doers of the word. Okay. And so here's where the root the word has taken root in somebody's lives or in our church and where things are changing to look more like what Jesus says mm-hmm. the kingdom of heaven should look like on earth as it is in heaven. Mm. And so we present some some part of that and then we connect it back to and we say, hey, here's an opportunity for you to get in the game, mm-hmm. so you got to have that, and then here's an opportunity for you to celebrate that if you give to our church, then part of this is because you gave, so mm-hmm. thank you. Mm-hmm. And this is this is how people's lives are being changed at our church, and mm-hmm. it's not tied to the teaching or the upfront ministry. This is all stuff that's going on behind the scenes. And that was... The good news was we had those kind of things that were happening. We just weren't talking about it. Yeah, And then by the time we got to our annual year in review, or by the time we got away to a leadership retreat, it's difficult to bring all that together. So what we started is, you know, just five minutes before teaching. And, and that, I don't remember how many years ago that was, but it, I mean, it has reaped huge dividends for us as a church in discipleship and also in generosity and creating that kind of culture.
0: Yeah. So I want to play an example vision piece that you did before one of our weekend teaching times, and we'll come back after it. But let's go ahead and play this clip.
1: You may not know this, but we partner with Jumpstart, and what that means for us is we function like an equity partner. You, through your giving to our church, we invest about $130,000 plus a year with JumpStart. We're investing in the discipleship that they're doing. Now, they're not doing that because of our investment. They were already doing all of that. But the way we work with our partners is we come alongside people who have expertise that we do not have. And then we invest with them to impact the scale of what they're doing and to broaden their volunteer base. And then we commission them and we say, you have to have a strategy for discipling our people from being suburban consumers to being kingdom consumers. I don't know what you call it, producers, all right? That's what you got to help us do. You got to help us get in the game in areas where we wouldn't be in the game so that our people's lives are changed. And from listening to Jay's story, you know that. How else is Jay going to become friends with a man while he's dying of cancer who is a convicted killer who served time on death row? And Jay's life be changed by that and that man be encouraged as he finishes his discipleship journey and be used by God. It's amazing. And it's happening all the time. And if you're not experiencing that, then I want to challenge you. That's why we create those partnerships, is to help you get in the game. So get in the game. Get in the game. You have opportunities to do it, both with giving and with your time. And so, one of the ways that you can learn about all this is, and there's a ton going on at Jumpstart. I just got a text message this morning. There, um, there's a, a new um, phase of what they're doing as a residential program, Restoration Village. Uh, They just purchased their first three houses for Restoration Village today, and we're participating with them on a capital level as a church to help make that happen, and some of you are doing that as well, and that's great. That's a milestone, but one of the things that we're doing to help get connected is this joint project that we actually did between our staff and some interns and Carrie Sanders and their inside and outside program at Jumpstart and the South Carolina Baptist Convention. So how about that for all you Southern Baptists? So we all worked together to create this resource that's called Comeback Stories, and we're gonna have an opportunity for you to be a part of virtual communities over the course of the summer where you would have some folks from Jumpstart who are a part of that community with you and other members of our church, and you're doing devotions as you're working through these Comeback Stories. And they're amazing. So Philip, who was mentioned in the story, who is with Jesus beside the throne right now, very happy, I'm sure. His story is on page 22. And, um, and I want to encourage you to go online. You can go to this um, URL right here, gracechurchsc.org comeback. And we have created an online resource where that book is available. You can go and read those. And then through this um, outreach at gracechurchsc.org, we can get you connected to have an experience in a group. That'd be a good first step for you. So I want you to take time and do that.
0: Yeah, so tell us what you're doing in this clip and, and how did our team decide, you know, to use this vision piece? How did all that come together?
1: Sure. So... I just got excited when I heard it again. Yeah. So, I mean, mm-hmm. so we have mm-hmm. one of our better strategic thinkers on staff, um, Scott Mazingo, who is monitoring all of this and thinking and giving direction mm-hmm. to us. So, Mo's communicating with different people on our staff and different departments that are have projects that they're working on that need to be highlighted. Mm-hmm. He is trying to make sure that's on the schedule and he's giving some opportunity. I've been real involved with that partnership over the years. So, I took that one. Um but we knew a general window within which we wanted to highlight it. And and in that one we had something that was concrete that was getting ready to happen and
0: the comeback stories
1: the the comeback stories groups and we had virtual groups where we we're enabling people to actually be connected to someone. Mm-hmm who was on the other side of the fence, so to speak. Mm -hmm. And so what we're trying to do is we're trying to normalize a kingdom experience with someone who's different than you are because most of our folks have not been convicted of a felony. Most of them have not been in prison. And for them to realize that this is a normal thing, Jesus is working in all Mm -hmm. these ways that are different than me and to get connected to all of that, it's a big win. If that can happen. So there was a timely nature to that one. So that's how we Mm -hmm. made the decision on when we were going to be, when we were going to be doing it. But what I'm trying to do in that talk is a couple of things. You'll notice the the point that I'm making is that we are investing in these partnerships, not because we think we're going to solve the problem of recidivism, Mm -hmm. repeat offender people being incarcerated as repeat offenders by getting people to do a program. Mm -hmm. We're not solving all the world's problems. What we're doing is we're making disciples Mm -hmm. and we're partnering with people who have expertise to make disciples in a different context. And, Mm -hmm. and we are though not just doing this for those people over there. What we're trying to do is disciple you who are sitting, listening to this, Mm -hmm. you know, we want your life to change. We want you to experience transformation. By getting in community with folks, we have pathways for you to serve, pathways for you to get connected. Mm -hmm. We have serving opportunities in prisons. And so we have worked on the back end of all of that where we create some momentum, and then we have a credible next step Mm -hmm. uh, for people to, to say, hey, well, I could do this. Our group could do this small group community experience this summer. But then from that, there's going to be an ask to say, well, if this was meaningful for you and you see what's happening in our correction facilities in the area, then here's an ask. Maybe a next step for you would be to be a part of um, being a part of a small group with some folks who are on the inside, Mm -hmm. encouraging them. Uh, being in every week, and we're trying to make incremental progress. Now, we're not trying to get everybody to do it all at once. Again, it's yeah. Socorro's, right? Yeah, that's right. So we're not trying to change everything all at once. We're trying to make incremental progress with the people that we can move. So mm-hmm. at every step, we're thinking about what's the next step that we could take. Yeah. So the vision piece creates some momentum and casts some vision. It encourages people, like my mom, who's in her 70s and is very discouraged about a lot of things in the world. She sees, oh my goodness, I didn't even know that we were doing this as a church. That's amazing. Yeah, She does the study. She may or may not have a next step, but she realizes, I'm so thankful that I'm giving to our church and get to be a part of this thing, even if she's not able to That's right. do anything else. And she realizes the kingdom of God is actually advancing. So there are a bunch of things mm. that are all happening in that for different groups of people. And one of the things that we're trying to model for our givers too is that we're not in control of this. Mm-hmm. You know, We're not just doing our thing. We're, God's doing other things in the world, and sometimes we just come alongside what other people are doing, and uh, we want to serve them, and we want you yeah. to give to them. We want you to serve in what they're doing, and we're not in competition. We're trying to work together to serve the people mm-hmm. that God's called us to serve.
0: Yeah, that's good. And we're going to provide in the show notes about six other examples of vision stories, vision, these, the type of thing that we just heard. So Schofield's going to do one. We've got a couple more that you've done. Um, Just Matt's done one. So just to kind of see some of the other examples. If a church was interested in doing something like this, how would you advise them? To create some forward movement around this, what, what were some be some baby steps to get started?
1: Well, I think the important thing is that before you start telling the story, you got to have a story to tell, mm. right? So, and and it's not about what happens on stage. And I think this is where, in our profession, let's just talk about professional holy people of our kind. Mm-hmm. We tend to value the big group gathering. We like it when we have a lot of people together. We, we tend to value teaching and the worship experience. But this really, for this to work, you have to be doers of the Word. Mm. So there has to be a lot of stuff that's going on that you as the senior leader are not a part of. Mm. And you're digging around and finding all of this. I mean, Most of our vision pieces are things that bubble up from below and someone says, hey, this is happening. Did you know about this? Like I had nothing to do with that comeback stories opportunity. Yeah. It's one of our members and another staff person. They started working together on all that. Then we had some interns that were doing it. I wasn't connected to it at all. And I'm Mm -hmm. very involved in creating our partnership with jumpstart, but that thing had legs and there's stuff going on the, I'm just saying what they told me to say about all
0: that,
1: you know? So there have to be people who are empowered, who are doing those kinds of things. And then I'm just leveraging mm-hmm. as a teaching pastor, the platform that I have and the respect that I have as a teacher to highlight this thing that's going on. Yeah. And so I think that's the main thing is you have to have a handful of things and it doesn't have to be big stuff. It can you know, you got to go start something new. It can be what's going on in children's ministry. Mm -hmm. So you have a volunteer who, they weren't serving anywhere. They got involved in serving. And then through that, they developed a real passion for working with families who have children who are dealing with some type of special need. Mm -hmm. And their life is changed by that. And there's another family that they connected to who now is a part of the church because their child was cared for in a special way and they hadn't been cared for before. Mm -hmm. That's an amazing story, and that story is really about discipleship and someone moving and serving, and it highlights the value of serving in children's ministry, which is not the most glamorous and glorious thing. You have those things that are going on, Mm -hmm. but you have to have someone who is looking for them and bringing them to you, and then you can highlight, hey, when you give to our church, you're participating and making this happen. And if you're not serving, mm-hmm. you know, if you're just coming and being a consumer and taking a sermon and going home and evaluating it, that's not a real effective way to follow Jesus, Yeah, you know? Yeah. And and I think that's, you know, if when you can couple that, you know, if you take a little video and then you as a teacher speak to it for three minutes, mm-hmm. and then you just say, open your scriptures and here's where we're going this week. You know, if you do that 42 times a year, let's say you don't do it every week. Let's say you do it 42 times a year and you take about five minutes total. So let's say you have a two-minute video and then you have a three-minute piece or a three-minute video and a Mm two-minute. If you do five to six minutes, that's the equivalent of three and a half hours of vision. Mm. And it's been given its small plates, its tapas vision, Mm. right? It's Mm -hmm. not feast vision where you're just coming and eating so much and you don't even remember and appreciate all of it. It's it's small plates, which is a great way to eat, and you really experience and focus on each individual piece. Mm. I think we try to think of the big feast, right? So I'm going to work on this big thing, but if we could think small plates, Mm. I believe people digest it better and then they also get in the flow of realizing God is at work in our church. Yeah. Something. And I want to be a part of this. I don't want to miss out. And if every time I come to hear a sermon, I'm being challenged that here's this concrete thing that I didn't even know about and and I'm not a part of it, then it begins to get people in the mindset of, I need to get in the flow of this with giving, mm. with serving. I need to be a part of what's happening because otherwise I feel like I'm on the outside every time I come hear a sermon. Yeah. and And I think... You're not trying to ostracize people. You're trying to invite them into something that's greater Hmm. and just normalize it, that this is what's happening, man. This is what it's like to be a part of the church. We don't just listen to sermons, but we see people's lives being changed.
0: Man, that's so good. That's so good. Well, Bill, thanks for sharing. This has been good. Is there any other thoughts you'd want to share as we land the plane here?
1: I don't think so. I mean, I just think that uh, for me, as a guy who most of my adult life I've gotten paid to talk about the Bible mm-hmm. um, it's been a big part of of what I've done. The thing that I realize if you're a teaching pastor is that w- I believe we overestimate how important our sermons are, and we underestimate the power of being a doer mm. and we We have to realize that that we are not making disciples by telling people what the Bible says. Mm. Um, We are only making disciples when we are creating pathways for people to take what the Bible says and to act on it. Mm. And part of creating a pathway is capturing the imagination.
0: Mm.
1: And, And most people have their imaginations captivated by seeing real opportunities where real people's lives were changed, and not just by some great illustration, right? Yeah. And so that's where i think the vision piece is such an important thing and i i wish i'd known about it before you yeah. know i wish it's become such an important part of of what we're doing as mm-hmm. as teachers now and i think that's where it creates a very unique and simple straightforward way to help people regularly see i'm not just here to be a hearer of the word hmm. but it's it's about being a doer. Mm. That's where the power is, and so um, that's the thing that I would say. If you're a teaching pastor, or um, if you're a, a senior leader, man, that's 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 the way to get vision done. Yeah. I think
0: that's great. Yeah. Well, thanks so much, Bill. Appreciate yeah, it.
1: Yeah, You're welcome. Awesome. It's good to be here.
0: Well, as we wrap up today's episode, I want to thank you for joining us. Be sure to check out the show notes for several additional vision piece examples. And if you have any questions about getting started and implementing this strategy, you can reach out to me using the email in the show notes. If you're new to Grace Church Equip, head on over to gracechurchsc.org forward slash equip to access coaching opportunities, additional resources on our Equip Hub, and upcoming Equip events. If you have a question or want to speak to someone on our team, love to help. Email me using the email in the show notes and we'll get you connected. All right. See you next time on the Equip Podcast.